0: Glory, glory, Sacramento. Welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. I'm your host, Nolan. I'm so freaking stoked to be back in the studio tonight because my friends are back. After a long, dark week of being without my boys, we are back together and ready to talk about transfer losses, game losses, potential future game losses, (laughs) and a lost sense of club identity. Oh, man. In the studio tonight, I have the man who actually takes the time out of his busy day to watch American youth talents assist goals in German U-19 preseason games. He was without Wi-Fi for all of last week and still came back knowing more about the state of American soccer affairs today than I do. (laughs) Scott, I look forward to sitting at your feet tonight and basking in the tactical insights that you have to provide. How are you tonight?
1: Uh, I'm good. Although technically, I guess we did have Wi-Fi if we wanted to buy it. But no, but, we didn't buy it. Okay. We didn't Did not buy, buy it? it? No, heck no. Uh, it, it was dark. 50 bucks
2: for a week. I was like, yeah. I asked Grant about it. And I was no. like, that's stupid.
1: Yeah, Grant, Grant's like my boss, yeah. I guess. And I, I don't know, I guess he's your boss too.
2: He, but less
0: Zach's boss. Yeah. Definitely not my boss. I'm a volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's when you get one of the like geeky high school kids to like, Hack the wi-fi system yeah it's somebody surreal. did oh are you serious somebody you serious?
1: somebody guessed the, from our like, group? the login not No, from our group, no. <laughs> oh, okay. it was a junior hire that was like oh I, i'll you figure used... this out and they just like i guess sat there all free that time is and legendary. like we were out of summer camp we were working out of summer camp yep. yeah. so um that's impressive somebody guessed it apparently mad respect for that kid. yeah and then like they got in trouble i was, oh. like, I was like you know what i feel like if you guess it you yeah, should just keep you deserve it that. Just keep or you should have been cool. smart enough to keep your mouth shut but anyway yeah, that, also, that was dumb too yeah. go
0: find <laughs> a tree to hide behind before you show me. But anyway <laughs> also back from the woods and back in our hearts is a man who has managed to attend 10 consecutive summer camps without yet finding a wife. He may not have a way with the (laughs) ladies, but he definitely has a way with words. And after over a week of being soccer sober, I know he looks forward to drowning his sorrows in a bath of summer transfer rumors, (laughs) nuanced tactical (laughs) ruminations, and thoughtful player analysis. One day, Zach, you will be in the stands at Papa Murphy's Park, giving Scott a double high five as Sacramento take the top of the Western USL conference but until then I just need to know how are you tonight they they just keep getting better they what get the broken. hell just happened uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that I roasted you a little bit Zach but I love it like five it, minutes as I was writing this you're like this is my 10th summer camp like, that's this is going in the intro <laughs> first of all we were not soccer deprived we actually played a, quite we a did. bit did of soccer did you play a lot of soccer I remember yeah. last year it was like that field is yeah. kind of nice and mm. all, oh I mean no. it's tiny yeah, and it's not like on that, a He's not plateau. thinking of the soccer field. Or oh. did you go
1: up to the, so- yeah. the soccer
0: field? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Played. I played. The, the soccer play. pizza field? Yeah, yeah, It's like a pizza slice. It's yeah. Like yeah. A oh, triangle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is like that. It's, it was the grass was so, like, nice. The ball and like, rolls off a plateau. It yeah. Like, yeah. We lost a lot. There's like a balls. rope so you can climb down the thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so it's janky.
2: It's pretty steep. We, on Friday, um, got like a... It was like an unofficial... Soccer tournament going, oh, that's sick. and so like a bunch of kids that like play soccer, like high schoolers that yeah. play soccer, oh, yeah. came out and played with us, and it was honestly like really fun. That's sweet. It was really good. Did you yeah. cross them? Uh, I played goalie. I made a. You played
1: goalie I, for like the last like five oh, minutes because yeah. like there was like this junior high girl was like, oh, I guess I'll play. I was like, nah, right. I'll
0: play. I'll let you out.
1: There. Yeah, that's cool. And I saved a couple of Zach shots because my good job, dude. Wait. I oh my god, you that one you saved, bro? I was like, you can't give that to me. That <laughs> was a it was an amazing. It, shot. it was going like. It, upper 90 i was going upper 90 but uh-huh. to okay so these goals were maybe like six foot by six foot yeah, yeah. so like you all i had to do was step out. to yeah, the yeah, side yeah, yeah. and like it was a save. like still it was a good shot but it was too easy to save yeah jeez I, awesome. I hit both posts on one shot are you serious yeah, yeah he did. Like they went because boom, it like like the posts were square uh, they weren't rounded so yeah. if it if it was rounded i probably would have gone in but it went boom boom off i was like so... oh. it was a Hard shot, dude. I was very and proud of him. Who who actually rattled the post hardy was Isaiah. He really? destroyed the post yeah. oh, that one, dude's day. Like one of our monster. students. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It was yeah.
0: fun. It was Shout fun out week. to Isaiah. Yeah,
1: and then there was this one high school kid that was just like, oh, I'll just dribble through everyone and then like score like four goals. Oh my gosh! it's so, like my team won like six to two or six to three, but he had like three of the goals Dang. at least. Yeah. yeah, who won the tournament? Your team? It, was, it, was it was just, just, like, just like two, like, two, two teams. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah, but it's like a. Like, kids that, like, actually play. That's yeah. awesome. really fun. That's awesome, yeah. There are kids everywhere that play soccer. So There are. Mm-hmm. And there are actually the kids, you're right,
0: all around the world, all including, including in people Germany. that are from Sacramento, California, Sacramento, yeah. that are now in Germany. That's crazy. Yeah. Be- you want to tell us a little bit about that, Scott? Because I beautiful think you transition. were the one that were, was on the Twitters earlier watching uh, Quincy Butler put in a few for the uh, Hoffenheim U19s.
1: Yeah, so it was rumored uh, in mid or sorry, late June, that Quincy Butler was going to sign with Hoffenheim's U-19s. TSG Hoffenheim, for those that don't know, is a up-and-coming, I'll say, club in Germany. They had a really good season a couple years ago. Big expectations this year. Didn't work out the way they thought, but they're still a Bundesliga club. They're still expected to do good things in Germany. And Quincy Butler was again rumored to have signed with their U19s, which is big. Like that's when a lot of academy players from the U.S. will go over to Europe and they'll start in their U19s and they'll move up to their second team and then to the first team, if they're good enough, obviously. So moving over to the U19s is pretty normal and is a, a good move for a player graduating high school from the United States. Uh, I, I watched Quincy Butler a few times, um, seen some of his games with the academy seen him play with the first team a little bit friendlies preseason games come on as a sub a couple times and was like yeah he's decent you know he's a maybe a 5 6 little left-sided winger a little bit of pace not not that impressive if i'm honest at the USL level definitely impressive at the U19 academy level in the United States which is saying something. There are good players there. So yeah. when I heard him move over, I was like, okay, this is a rumor. Maybe he has an agent that's trying to generate some buzz. But apparently, he is there. Hmm. He's and, a really good agent, <laughs> and he has scored, as reported, two goals and an assist in back-to-back games. Um, and I was able to find footage of the game that he had one goal and an assist. It was against Brucio Dortmund's U19 team, and they were, they were. He, he looked good. You can actually watch the full game. If you go on Twitter, you can find it. There's not that many tweets about him.
0: What would one search? Just Quincy Butler? Quincy or... Butler, Hoffenheim.
1: Okay. Um, and then there's a there's a link on one of the tweets to the full game footage. And he... I didn't watch the full game. I only watched maybe 10 minutes of it. But in the 10 minutes I watched, he looked like he was fine. He right. looked pretty settled. Um, and he got a goal and an assist. So, wow. And then I saw another tweet that said that the game the following day he also scored um uh, but i couldn't find any footage on that yeah um i found a highlight but the Could highlight didn't have the goal uh they played Hertha Berlin okay yeah um, second division german team no they're promoted division. yeah, okay. first, yeah. No, they've yeah, been they they've been first division yeah they've been there a while um but i couldn't find the goal from the highlight they only had they only showed one of the two goals from that game so um apparently he's not only rumored to sign with them he's confirmed in hoffenheim and playing for the u19s in their preseason and scoring and assisting for them so i'm i'm actually a little bit surprised um are, are you guys a little bit surprised yeah. I, I mean i know you guys didn't really know that much about him but what are you guys' thoughts
2: i think it's was awesome for american soccer mm-hmm. we've seen so much growth in the last couple decades and this is just more proof of that growth And then on a closer level, it's it's awesome to see a Sac Republic player um, having success like this, even if it's at you know a U nineteen level. It's really encouraging.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I never really he was never on my radar before last podcast when um, we talked about his move to Hoffenheim. But I think it's awesome that a guy that you know grew up going and playing. I mean, who does who do the academy play? They go and play San Jose, right? Yeah. timbers they play
1: other teams in the u.s soccer development academy right
0: and it because that was weird because that surprised me for a second because so there, there's some u.s development academy teams that aren't like mls or usl affiliates mm-hmm. but they're still like really high level clubs anyway yeah like yeah. that's crazy that, that 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 system is putting out quality the quality players that can play mm-hmm. in the bundesliga so or in the bundesliga youth development system yeah um so that's awesome it's crazy cool yeah, um, maybe we can h- talk to our social media coordinator and get her to uh, put the link to that. Uh, our social media intern. Our social media intern. <laughs> yeah, put the link to the um, game on that he played in on Twitter. That'd be cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, we'll have to get with uh, get with our person on that. And I-, I also think that just says a little bit about maybe Sacramento's Academy specifically. Um, I don't know if you guys remember a few years back. I think Zach and I maybe, or maybe it was no, I can't remember. I went to this hmm. preseason game with someone. Sacramento mm. played San Jose, and there was a midfielder from our academy that played in that game. I'm blinking on his name right now. Um, I don't think – Zach's shaking his head. It wasn't him. I don't think so. Um, but It's not Tommy Thompson. No. No, no, no. He wasn't from our academy. Um, no, yeah, okay, yeah. But he, he was like a, a number eight, and he came from our academy. He moved to the academy like the year before, so he's only there for a year. But he just looked like – he wasn't just like – like comfortable as a as an 18 year old playing against san jose earthquakes but he looked like he could be very good if given the the opportunity, opportunity. to develop mm-hmm. so i was like for sure like oh sacramento's gonna sign him sacramento's gonna sign him he's gonna be really good for the republic and then maybe he'll move on yeah. to uh, a a two team and then move up to the first team in, in major league soccer and he ended up signing with uh oh shoot orlando city b okay and then they like put their team on pause for a year and now they're playing in league one and i don't know i haven't been able to find where he went but i don't think he's Uh, with orlando city b so okay i i think now that like quincy butler's like okay like now that he's with hoffenheim's unite teams and apparently performing well yeah i think that shows that there are good things happening in the academy, and maybe we need to pay a little bit more attention when they go to like the winter showcase or yeah. uh, the development academy playoffs in the summertime. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we just need to pay a little bit more attention to those players. And as we're going to talk about in a couple minutes, the the club America game game where there were two academy players that played mm-hmm. started in that game. Um, no one actually watched that game, so I was there. He was there. we we'll, we'll talk about them in a second. But another player that we need to mention is. Roberto hate, again. Hat again? hate, again? hate Roberto again.
2: Hadegan? Hadegan. Roberto hate
0: Hadegan. That's a good name.
1: Um, yeah. I remember I, I remember it distinctly, the announcer
0: <laughs> saying Hadegan. Yeah. used to say last names back then. The the past couple games they've only been saying their first names. Yeah, they really say the first weird. names and then we as the stadium oh, say, 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 say the last yeah, names. Yeah, we're supposed oh. to say it. Yeah. yeah, I picked up on it. I that. didn't pick up on that. I was like, I don't huh. think anyone I don't think anyone else did. Oh, yeah really? the well the TBB has, but like oh, okay, other than that, I don't really think anybody
2: else has yet. Yeah
1: okay. So good to know. So he yeah. is, I, I'm not gonna even going to say rumored because I've seen the photo and the the Instagram story yeah. of him at FC Nuremberg yep. <laughs> with with their either U19s FC or Nuremberg. something. I, I saw a tweet saying that he played against Quincy Butler in a preseason game oh, really? with Nuremberg's U19s. That's awesome. Um, because the way the German system works is your U19s are like in like the fourth division of German soccer. And then your second teams are in like the third division. Oh. Of German soccer stuff like that, so
0: kind of like how they do it in Spain.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. So they played in a preseason game apparently against each other, and I saw the photo. And then uh, you go on his Instagram story from today, which is Monday. Yeah. Um, and he's Snapchat or Instagram storing his team playing FIFA yeah. <laughs> together, and they're all talking German, and they all have red FC Nuremberg, yeah. you know, polos on and stuff in the hotel. So uh, I think that's another like he came. Not through our academy, but he was with Florentina's academy in Italy, and then his high school years was with Sac Republic. Signs the first team contract, never really developed, I guess, into the first team player.
2: I saw him play in a game. There was a game that we went to a couple years back that he played in.
1: Yeah, was I? He was fine. He didn't
2: look like yeah, like he was a what back then? Maybe I think he was a sixteen year old. Yeah, and didn't look like a liability. And if you're a sixteen year old out. Starting even if it's a USL preseason game or friendly, and you don't look like a liability, that's that speaks
1: volumes. I think. Yeah. I, I mean, you could tell he was sixteen based on his size, which I yeah I keep bringing that up because that is a thing. Yeah. That you have to learn. You have to if you're a smaller guy, you have to learn how to play against bigger guys. Yep. If you're growing into your body, you have to allow that to happen, and you could tell as a sixteen year old that maybe he wasn't quite ready. Ready. Seventeen year old again, like. Better but not good and then we really didn't see much from him at all.
2: He had some sub appearances this Yeah,
1: this past year and and nothing yeah. really from him this year and then they mutually agreed to terminate his contract and now he's again over in Germany at a U19 team mm-hmm. for a second division team, so if he can develop at any sort of decent rate, who who knows? I mean second division German soccer is still a pretty high level. Oh, I mean yeah. if you, if you make a name for yourself there you can go to many different oh, ma- teams I mean make, especially at a, yeah. as a, nine, a 19 year old oh yeah yeah he's so, got time he's got a little time as a 19 year old he's got three four years yeah so i i mean in my in my head i was like oh we failed him we didn't develop him maybe we should have given him more minutes to see how he did and i don't know maybe now i'm kind of thinking he was developing and he's good enough to go yeah over to germany again so that kind of changes my perspective a little bit on yeah. him
0: um yeah both hadigan or hadigan and butler you were saying were part of the usu18 mm-hmm. they were both called up yeah and then they're looking to be included in the u20 cycle
1: i, I would imagine like that that for me is probably why they make the switch is because you want to be included in that u20 the next u20 cycle mm-hmm. um the u20 world cup just ended a little bit ago so there's a new cycle yeah you know beginning to happen and there's going to be CONCACAF qualification for the world cup and then CONCACAF championship blah blah blah, blah. so if you can put yourself out in Germany as someone that's getting regular minutes at a high level U19 team yeah that's going to play well for you and especially if you can be pushing and pushing for uh time with the first team or the the second team even the second team if you're playing. Regularly with the second team, you're probably going to be called in to that U20 team, um, because the U20 team now is a mixture of guys that are starting in Major League Soccer and guys that are at youth teams in Europe. Hmm. So, and if it doesn't work out, then you you have that European experience under your belt. You come home, you sign with the Major League Soccer team. That's kind of been the formula for these guys. Hmm. So, yeah. Well, let's
2: transition into some different transfers
0: yeah. happening at the first team level. Yes. Yeah. Uh, starting with start our man Josh. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, yeah, let's go with that. Let's not... start with the bad news. Yeah. This is bad. News. Yeah, yeah, this is a
1: little bit It's, it's, it's bad it, news. It, it's, it's bittersweet. Bittersweet. Sad. That's what it's I was going to say. It's yeah. bittersweet. It's
2: bittersweet. Josh Cohen, uh goalie for Sacram- Sacramento Republic for the last couple of years, has taken a move to a top Israeli team. Mm. Um, from uh, sacre Republic to sacre Public to Israeli, I believe there was a transfer
1: fee paid as well. Well, it said that they have transferred. Okay, Which they didn't say possibly. for a fee. Okay, he, well, All he
0: right. was on a contract, wasn't he? To the end but of the you season? could
1: free, you could send someone on a free transfer,
0: just that's mutually agree th- to terminate the contract.
1: Yeah,
0: why would you do that? Though? Because it's a great
1: because opportunity for him. Two reasons for me, two reasons. Yeah, so that's one. It's a great opportunity. You want to be seen as a a club that. Let's players go. Yeah, I guess that that's the second one. Like, it's a good opportunity for the player. The second one is you want as a second division team, you want to be known as a team that yeah is producing players that move on to higher yep. levels. Okay, so this works well for Sacramento in the long run. Yep, big time.
0: Yeah, I want to know if they got if they got money for him because he's valued on transfer Market, which is a pretty decent website for like three hundred twenty five thousand pounds. Or euros, which is a little over four hundred thousand dollars yeah. U.S. dollars. I think that's a significant transfer for, for yeah, a for, second division U.S. club. Yeah,
1: absolutely. For and a, for a team that is not only in Europe, I mean they're in Israel, so yeah. And it's the first division Israeli team, so they've got more money than they definitely Sacramento got more money than us. Yeah. Um, but not only that, they're a big team. Yeah, they're a. I, I like as we were doing research, they're like one of the big four. Yeah. And in, in is- Israel, so. Maccabi
0: Haifa. Which is interesting. I, I just, because I thought it sounded familiar, and I looked at whether this is, maybe this is a coincidence. coincidence maybe uh, it. I think I know what you're about to say. I, I don't, don't know if it is. Deckel Keenan, Keenan came from, uh, well, he went from Haifa. Well, he, so his career tra- tra- trajectory was Maccabee Haifa, where Josh Cohen just transferred to, and right, Blackpool, yep. then Cardiff, then returned to Haifa, then FC Cincinnati, and then Sac Republic. So yeah. he has a pretty storied history there that's where he began his career that's where he kind of like came back it looks like to reinvent himself before moving to the u.s so i don't know if like him being in sacramento maybe they maybe kind of a he, connection he was like hey josh you should check man. out these guys that i played for before if like yeah or if, or if he serviced the club and was like hey like in any way yeah. or maybe
1: they have the same agent yeah or they have the I, don't, same I don't even know if we can i don't even know that how up, that works but uh, yeah or, or maybe it's you know yeah Machiavelli Haifa is keeping track of players that played for them because they have a more robust scouting network, yeah. and, and they see that Deco Keenan has made his way to USL, and he was like, oh wow, he he played well, and he played well for us, so maybe yeah. we should look at goalies, and we see that he's at Sacramento, and hey, how's this Josh going guy? We've been yeah. keeping tabs on him. Oh, he's great. And Deco Keenan says, oh, he's great. And they they acquire him. I would I would imagine there had to be some type of fee. Yeah, like you have a small, you don't, you don't just, just like a hey like for your service like yeah you yeah. know i don't even i would
0: be i want to know i would why would you sell a guy there
1: there's no way that they announce it though i, I don't uh, the i amount. That's just yeah. not they don't uh, have not to, the way usl they does, they does
0: stuff i don't like that i, I want to know how much they're paying for players i mean yeah oh, yeah, yeah i do too know, but. but um there's no way that you allow a guy to leave mid-season without getting a financial benefit because i mean let's be honest like just but, having like, a guy that's sacramento
1: the, in a place for them to say like oh well we can't let you go. I mean, yeah, because we're gonna win the league, or we're gonna like you're gonna no, make such because, a big name for no, yourself here that you're gonna be able to
0: go to a bigger place later. I don't know. I don't know what the environment, like the professional environment, is like. But like to me, you're professional. Your contract isn't like a four or five year contract. It's a one year with a one year option to resign. So if you're on for the 2019 season, I I don't care if you know you're getting interest from a top division Israeli club, and it's not like. Having a player that moves to a top Israeli club is really going to boost the uh, prominence or like market value of your team. Like you're not like may, okay, maybe if Arsenal comes in or you know.
1: I disagree. Some, I, I actually I really I, 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 I would say disagree. that not only does it boost your club that like you're sending a goalie to a, a team that is not a lateral move. No, for Josh that's, that's no a, no
0: it. no. It's a move. no. It's a it's a it's a move. It's a it's a big move for Josh Cohen in his career, Which but in terms of Sacramento, really good. I, I disagree with that.
1: Well, so the reason I say goalies important because like you don't take a chance on goalies. Yeah, like you can take a chance on a forward or a midfielder or yeah. maybe even a defender. Like, okay, give them a year to get adjusted and acclimate. Like, for the most part, like your, your goalies like your last line of defense. Your goalie like helps organize your defense. Like, you need to have. strong goalie and yeah i he's going to be the fourth goalie on the depth chart right away but i was looking at their squad and hafia has like i said they already have three goalies two of them are 33 years old one of them is the goalie for the israeli men's national team from what i could tell he played in their last most like most recent games yeah or he played in games recently and then their backup goalie is his backup on the national team so I think they're set at goalie for this upcoming season. But then after that, I'm not going to be surprised if they let their starting goalie go because he's 33 years old. And then their third goalie is also 33 years old. I wouldn't be surprised if they let him go and they give the gloves to this 23-year-old who's the it seems to be the heir apparent to the national team. And you probably bring in another goalie and then you let Josh Cohen and this other goalie battle it out
0: for, the backup, for, for the
1: backup goalie and then if it doesn't work out with josh cohen you could send him on loan somewhere and you, you haven't lost anything because you hardly no, paid no. any money for him and he's still 26 so he's still young yeah. for a goalie yeah I, I just think like this is a no-brainer move i do think that they they probably did pay a little bit they of a definitely fee paid for this because game. as nolan was saying like he is on a this is the last year of his contract. If you don't pay a fee for him, then you could just sign, sign him, him in, in November. Summer. Yeah. And you could just br- immediately bring him over. Yeah. In in October or November whenever Sacramento season is done. Like you could literally sign a pre-contract with him now and have know that you have him. Yeah, yeah, you could. In November and you don't lose anything. So like But then that just makes me question like why pay for him now? What like what does that do for you? Is there an injury? Do they have a concern with their backup goalie or starting goalie where they feel like they need to bring in some support? Do they feel like Josh Cohen is really that guy to challenge somebody or to offer that cover? Are I don't do know. they have Do are they, they have the financial luxury to just be like, nah, we're just gonna get him now? I I think they do, but you know, are are they maybe is someone being transferred and they That's haven't announced possibly. it yet? Do they want to transfer somebody and this is the way to show them like hey, You have no future at our club. There's so many, as Zach Zach was saying before the show, talking about U19 players and and their pedigree and stuff, which we're going to talk about a little bit with the player that Sacramento assigned. Mm -hmm. There's so much politics that go on behind the scenes. And I just don't think we know anywhere close to all the details. No. And that really frustrates us. um, Yeah, we probably won't. And we probably (laughs) never will. Never will. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I don't know. What What else do you guys think about this? What do you think this says about Sacramento?
0: Wait, wait, I, I want to go back to him getting paid because they, they – so uh, the in the Indomitable City website – go read the Indomitable City website because the language is cryptic, I think, because nobody really knows what happened. Right. Todd Donovan says, like, we wanted to keep him around. We wanted to extend his contract. wanted to give him a new, better contract. Yeah, more but money. But in, in the end, it was – in the end – uh the player wanted to leave and so we agreed to let him or something like that mm-hmm. um so clearly so my thing is clearly they paid a transfer fee because he moved middle season like that that has to happen like you don't just let a guy go you don't cancel a contract and make no money off of him and then like put in a subpar goalkeeper for the rest of the season. like that makes no sense as a you shouldn't be making an an mls move if you run a club like that like you have to respect the player has to respect the con. The players have to know they have to respect. No, you're the contract not. You're not team. an MLS team yet. Like you can wait out. Like you see it in Europe all the time. They'll wait out their their contracts. Yeah, and then they'll go Europe. on a free. That's Europe. This the, is different. That's the difference between signing,
1: uh, Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. That goes from Arsenal to Juventus this season on a free versus paying fifty million dollars or thirty million dollars for him. Yeah. They're not signing Josh Cohen for anywhere near thirty. They're not signing anywhere Josh Cohen for anywhere near a million dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not even five hundred thousand. Not even a hundred. Maybe 100, maybe four
0: fifty. Four fifty is what he's valued on transfer I, And
1: I doubt they paid that much. I Highly it, doubt it. it. I, the- I bet it was like, hey, here's something for your troubles, because we know you're losing your starting goalie, but the- mid season and like, if it's a hundred thousand dollars, that's probably, like, no, that's probably <laughs> nothing for their transfer. Like they probably have a ten million dollar transfer budget, for this off season. Yeah, and they spent. $100,000 yeah. of it to get their third string goalie or something like that. Like that's probably nothing for them. That's like, yeah, yeah. whatever. We'll pay for that just to like get this through. Yeah. If if they really, I, I don't even know if they really want, if they really wanted him, then like, yeah, just pay the money. But so that Sacramento says, oh, okay. I guess we have we to can't do, do it. anything. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But again, like I want to stress, and you brought it up, how important this looks for Sacramento. Yeah. For me, I've said for a while our par problems are finishing. I would be amazing if we could just have a top guy come in who can score goals consistently. Now top guys that have good potential look at us and go, "Hey, I can go there. I can play there and if I get a really good opportunity, mm-hmm. I can leave." Yeah. That is a good look for us because we need we need to look that way if we if we want solid talent coming through our doors and playing for us at the end of the day we're a second team we're a second division team in america if we're gonna have good players they're gonna leave
1: yeah and and i, I love josh cohen but he's not even the best goalie in the league like no. what does that say about guys that are better goal i mean i think arguably last year he had what should have been a golden glove type of season but technically josh or what's his name uh, evan newton from Cincinnati met the minimum qualification for games and in the games that he played like did really well so where Josh Cohen played 32 games Evan Newton only played 20 so Evan Newton had the higher percentages or whatever like yes Josh Cohen is a really good goalie yeah and I don't know if he's the best one this season so I I think what this does is teams look at this teams from outside the country will look at usl and say okay if you're a top player in usl maybe we should take a look at you if you're a goalie yeah. or if you're maybe you know a defender or a, like brian brown going to uh what was it, albania uh, yeah like uh, a, at a club that's in was it champions league qualification or, or Europa qualification Europa, yeah uh, so like yeah. both of these clubs that's another thing to point out both of like these clubs on. um Partizani, Pazani, I think. Partizan. It, Pazan, Partizanzi. Partizanzi yeah. in Albania and Makiavi Hafia and Israel. Both of those clubs are in the... Well, Partizani, Partiz, Partizanzi is now out, but Makiavi Hafia is still in the running for Europa League. Yeah. And yep. Partizanzi was in the running for some Champions League or Europa League. So, like, to me, that's huge. Like, yeah. not only are these clubs... In Europe and okay, Albania's not a great league, but they're they're bigger clubs in their respective leagues. Yeah. yeah. So bigger clubs in their respective leagues are now looking at USL teams and saying, Okay, let's pick the best players. Yeah. And again, Brian Brown, he's not even the best forward in the league. He's up there. Yeah. He's maybe he's top ten. Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. give yeah. him top seven. But he's not he's yeah. not the top guys. No. And so that, I think yeah. this speaks good for the league i think it speaks really good for sacramento because you you can just kind of go down the list of like there have been some good players like cameron Awasa made a move to major league soccer got hurt didn't work back. out josh cohen now um yeah he, rodrigo players. lopez is oh, playing yeah. in Liga yep. mx yep. as a 30 31 year old uh-huh and he played for a while in sacramento who else um there have been justin there have justin been Braun, justin Braun. he went over to indy 11 i mean he didn't that's right that's right yeah um why can't I think of the goalie that was on loan from Portland that then played for Portland for mm-hmm. like half a season? But well, there know. have been guys yeah. that have moved from Sacramento to big teams. And I think Josh Cohen is now just kind of like one that you have to list. Personally, this might be the biggest one in my opinion because it was a uh, some type of fee,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whatever that was. And it was mid-season and to a club that's in the running for Europa yeah. League. And they're one of the biggest clubs, yeah. In their respective, and their respective league. league, yeah. And the it's, Israeli league isn't bad. Like that's where Sam Werner was, and he couldn't cut it yeah. in Israel. Yep. Apparently, and then he came home. It's a good look. It's a really good look for Sac Republic,
2: which will benefit us in the long run. It's a really good look for the USL. It's a really good look for American
1: soccer. Super sad to see him go, though. Yeah. It's very bittersweet. Yeah. I want to
0: know how much they paid for him, <laughs> or if they paid for him. Yeah. It's they don't say. It's so annoying. Why can't they? <laughs>
1: Because yeah. they don't have to. They I don't, don't have know. to. They. It drives will. me nuts. Well, I lot. mean, it probably helps them if they don't, because then, he, oh, 50 grand for a. Yeah, like yeah. if it's not a certain number, B- it's Buster, kind of embarrassing. Yeah, maybe, but then also, guys that are. Maybe are like it. It might complicate future transfers. Because you I guess. you
0: paid this much for him, and but I'm better, so why? yeah you're not paid for me or whatever yeah. yeah 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 so well we're already at 30 minutes
1: yeah we're already at 30 minutes but there is one more There's one more quick transfer cool. we need to talk about daruz Formella. his last name's way easier to say Formella. from yeah. poland u21 he, international coming over from poland definitely and
0: on a free we do know that yeah,
2: yeah. it is
1: definitely on a free um change Signs with Sacramento Republic. A lot happened while Zach and I were at camp. Yeah. We yeah. came oh, down sure the hill is. and we were like, Whoa. "What the heck happened?" So, uh, oh, left sided in the fetal position. <laughs> <happening? laughs> left sided winger <laughs> uh, played at um, some top clubs in Poland, uh, Leccea Pogon, and uh, some. Also was on loan in second division Poland for a while. Um, has been playing professionally for about seven years. So since he was like sixteen. Um, cool. And now is with Sacramento Republic, and on the face of it, you go, whoa, this guy's, are you you know, Poland U21. So that was only a couple of years ago, that he was with the Poland U21s and scored some goals for them, and was at. And I don't know how much you guys know about the Polish league, but let you, uh, Pogon is one of the bigger clubs. There's, you may have heard of Legia Warsaw. I've definitely. They're like that. the biggest team. Yeah, and then below them are a couple of teams, and Pogon is that's one of that. Those teams that are right Not up there. Not getting relegated every year. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. They're challenging for titles. Yeah. Um, so it was with them, and... Well, let's just say that he couldn't cut it with and any of the teams that nope. he was with. I, I looked on a trusty Wikipedia Ooh. Yeah. Uh, on the bus ride home, and he has played in about 165, I want to say, somewhere in there. It's like 130 to 160 professional matches and scored... Professional and youth international matches and scored 39 goals in total. It's It's not that high. It's Uh, it's like a goal every like seven games. Yeah. So, um, Bijev is like probably around that same rate for Sacramento. Um, Obviously, a lower I would say I would think a lower tier of soccer, you know, championship USL championship versus the Polish league, but yeah. I want to get excited about him, but this just feels like another b signing. Yeah. yeah, another Daniel Trickett Smith signing. Another Daniel – like, oh, look at all the look at this guy's A pedigree flashy signing. He was with players. Liverpool U23s, he was with this big club in Poland. Oh, oh he was, yeah. scored some big goals for the Polish uh, U21, U2, U19 national uh... team. Oh, wow, like this guy's legit. He's 6-1, he's tricky he's uh he can score goals he's gonna help us right now as the sacramento yeah republic he can help us immediately yeah uh press release said but that's what they said about Bijev and that's what they said about daniel Trigger smith they
2: said about uh the striker we got from he's like a tall striker we had for like a half a year oh he played at like west ham or something like that yeah
1: um, well i can't remember his uh, name we just talked about him yesterday or a couple days ago i forget his name yeah it was another one just super like, flashy super fat did didn't nothing. do anything yeah and then you know yuri madiosic last year who i actually really like like i went back and watched some of the highlights like he made some good passes but yeah we let him go this was a guy like oh he's supposed to help us right now he's so good he's from europe and he just didn't quite fit in nope yeah and that's just my biggest concern we're bringing this guy in mid-season he's going to be expected yep. to play pretty soon and at this point, with the history we've had,
2: with things sounding this way, it's tough not to get jaded. And, I mean, I I, ho- I hope, really hope that he does super well and scores a bunch of
0: goals, but I hope he replaces Bijev and, and he's productive. I have to trust, though, that Sacramento is, like, going and, like, using... Because the way that scouting works now is, like, you use analytics and stats to whittle down, like, a short list, and right. then you go and watch... Hours and hours and hours and hours of game footage, and determine like which player is actually the one that you want to well, take a risk on. So like I have to think that they're yeah. they're thinking at least think like thinking seriously about these decisions. So like and I'm sure they are. Yeah, it's a risk, and like maybe the past you haven't worked out. Yuri Matov, yeah. Mat- I thought I wasn't looking at the games with as much of like a critical eye last season, but I thought he was a decent player. I was surprised. When I, they let I him did go. too. Like yeah. I was really I, was, I wasn't understanding why he wasn't playing yeah. more. Yeah, and why they let why he was released. Like, yeah. So
1: that's
2: then that's our hope. That's our, I mean, these are the things we've seen, but like, yeah, Matty Acid shows like there's hope in, in these like risky, these kind of risky moves that look like we're betting more on potential than
1: anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. So we'll see. Um, We've taken enough time on, on transfers. Let's move on to some game reviews. We have two games to review and two games to preview. Yeah, we do. Don't need. But we decided to take more time on the transfers because we thought that was more important to the club and right now. And just more interesting. Yeah, yeah. And we knew that we couldn't do super detailed uh, analysis on yeah. four games. So yep. we're going to just go through them pretty quickly, starting with Portland Timbers 2. Last Saturday, yeah, oh, forgot about Saturday. that. Yeah, I <laughs> forgot about yeah, that. A couple weeks ago, one nil win for Sacramento. Win. Nolan's boy Hayden Partain with the goal, game yep. winning, yep. game winner, took it off his chest, slide it past the keeper. I thought this was a pretty good game. Was I was game. this game nice had me that. juiced. I'm yep. in my head. I was thinking, okay, if we can be organized defensively and be able yep. to create chances like we did yep. against a top team in the Western Conference, we're gonna be good. But what did you guys think?
0: Yeah, I, thought, I mean, it was it was like nervy and one zero win. And oh. The goal, the goal went in in the second half. Yeah, um, yeah. So far along, so far in the past. In the came. past, yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember it being like it felt like a good when there was no obvious. Uh, I forget who started. Was that a four two three one with Bonomo? We up started top a five one? in the back. Five four one. That was when we started the five four one yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. which yes. is uh, interesting when talking about the Rio Grande Valley game. But anyway. Uh, Yeah, we were much more solid defensively. I think... Uh, Oh, I do have a lot to say about this game. Dang it, we're almost out of time. No, keep going. Uh, uh, Matt Mahoney. I looked at you, Scott, I think, like towards the end of the the first half, and I said, if something leaks in this back line sacramento uh-huh. back line it's gonna be matt mahoney yep. and like two minutes after that he saved a goal yeah, yeah. like straight up like saved the a game. goal like if he was playing goalie he would be credited with a save yeah. like he'd stopped a shot yeah. and so um and then he was with his leg yeah he would like you scott you were saying like yeah sacramento missed they were definitely outmatched in the middle of the park but like but then when it got to facing sacramento's back line the fullbacks which was jordan mccrary and uh, Barahona Barahona got a start Barahona, Barahona. on the yep. right. That was his first start. They were getting got the assist. They got the assist, yep. yeah. Getting up um on the in attack, getting like playing as like a wing back, putting in service to the three in the middle who were uh,
1: like like I wanna just not understate this. Like in the similar type of way that uh Elliot Horde and the four one win over Oklahoma City was he was a the the fullback but he played on the off sideline when we had the ball yeah like he was all the way up as far as he could that was exactly what barahona was doing he pushed all the way up like he wasn't just evolved in the attack like he was part of the getting the ball and spreading the ball yeah and and spreading the field one
0: thing that i was encouraged with with barahona is you don't see a lot of sacramento players dribbling through guys the pass 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 uh, but they're never gonna and and he's kind of ballsy like he'll try to go through you and he does it with success. I don't have the exact percentage of like successful dribbles yeah, for or the most part. Yeah. He I was looking was... good. He, he, I think he lost the ball once then was like, Oh, that was nervy. You know, they could have really spun a counter, but then someone got, you know, yeah. stopped it up. But it was, it was cool. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. There was, there was two times where, um, one, he just, he tried to pop the ball above a player and just spring himself towards the final third okay. the player stopped it and it could have started at a counter. And I was like, Ooh, like that's the risk that you have in kind of playing that way and doing that. And there was um, there's another time um, he just he kind of just dribbled. I would have liked to seen a pass, kind of just trying to do too much, kind of trying to force it. Other than those two times, and he had the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Other than those two times, I turned to Scott at one point and I was like, "This is this is one of the many reasons why going to the game is mm-hmm. so." Like is such a better experience because it's kind of like it's kind of like going to the Grand Canyon and then seeing a picture of the Grand Canyon. It's like when you're there, you get to see the nuanced touch that Barahona has in real time, and you immediate from the immediate start of the game all the way through. Other than those two times, he his touch is at the MLS level. Like, his touch is above the league he's playing in. Oh, for sure, for sure. And that is so awesome to see. And and not even, like, to take away from his decision-making. I didn't think his decision-making was that bad. There's those two things. But, like, he's a player that, like, definitely can play at a higher level. And to have him on our team is really awesome. It's really encouraging. Yeah,
1: and and it sucks for Shannon Gomez because he was having a good season. But Aaron is just a better player. He is. And it wasn't Bonomo that started; it was it Tyler was Blackwood. Blackwood. Yeah, and I because I remember yeah. his lateral, like, so the difference between his type of runs and Bonomo's type of runs, really quickly, because I think it was really important, actually, yeah. to Sacramento's success was Tyler Blackwood would start centrally and then dart laterally, like, be right next to one center back and then make a run behind another Drag center back to region. get the ball out on the wing, yeah, and then that would allow. The rest of the Sacramento attack to pull forward centrally, with he, good possession. With, yeah. with good possession, he's he can play out on the wing, and he's fast enough to make those type of runs. Bonomo's just not fast enough. His hold up play isn't as good. He did miss, I think, one chance, and he missed several chances in the Rio Grande Valley game. Um, but the way Sacramento was set up to take on this Portland Timbers two four two three one, I think was perfect. And it's so interesting. I, I think we can, we can now move on to the Rio Grande Valley game. We can, yeah. can kind of I mean, skip con- over the rest of the game just because of time. Is, yeah. The only really disappointing thing from the Portland game was Sam Warner missed the penalty. I think that was his yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Banged yeah. it off the, the crossbar. Yep. Sucks for him. We still get the win. We did play well in that game. Moving to the Rio Grande Valley game, we created chances. We, are, we're, but again, we're right back to like what's plagued us so much for years. Tyler Blackwood can't finish. Cre- create remember chances. Remember what we have yeah. said about him? He creates good chances and can't he just finish. Can't fin- he had yeah. that beautiful spot right right in the 18, couldn't finish and couldn't finish. Sent yeah. it over the net. Yeah. The first half of this game was bad for Sacramento mm-hmm. in my opinion. Second half was much better, but when you get down one nil against. Uh, a team like Rio Grande Valley that plays so well at home, it's really hard to come back. And then you get the goal laid on in the, uh, like he's the 85th, 86th minute. It was an own goal, but it was going to go in because Cameron Walsall so was just going to tap it in. And then you just can't see the game out. I was so excited yeah. to see Sacramento get a 1-1 draw on the road against a good team at home. And then we just lose it in the 90th minute because Mitchell Tainer can't follow his run, can't follow yeah. his runner off a corner. I'm just so disappointed yeah. in, in this yeah. game. I was so looking forward to Sacramento, even just getting the point. Because if Sacramento gets this point, we have a game Wednesday and then a game Saturday. This game Wednesday is one of those games that we have in hand. Yep. We would have been able to, if we win... Yep. Go up to thirty points, which means, because of how the table works, we would have moved from eighth to fourth. Yep. Easily. Now, we're we could
0: still move to fourth. There's still two two games. In hand, but we would be
1: tied, game. on points. And now with, we like have three teams to win these games. And we, yeah, we the not having that point really hurts, and I think it really hurts their confidence too. Like being so close to a point and then losing it at the last second. And also.
2: This – it's a stat line I've said a couple times now. When teams score first on us, Mm -hmm. we don't win games. Yep. And this is a game where a team scores first on us and we could – to just get that one point out of the game would have been
1: a big step. Yeah. And to be fair, I I wasn't – Zach and I weren't able to watch the full games of this because of the camp camp, situation. Nolan actually did watch the full game. Yeah. What mm-hmm. just one thing maybe stuck out to
0: you before we move on to previewing the other two games? Sacramento seemed on the ropes to me for pretty much the entirety of the game towards the the last 25 minutes of the second half start things started to go Sacramento's way um but then they just kept missing chances. Cam Renowasa looked very dull like he was kind of bobbling balls in the box making it, you know not timing runs correct and getting a pass in on his like and behind him, like he wasn't, he didn't seem like to be the sharp guy that we could depend on goals for. Also, we went from we started in a 5 4 1 formation for like the first eight to nine minutes, and, and then, then all of four. a sudden, yeah, yeah uh, uh ah, Mahoney went out to the right, Ray Sari pushed up into, the, into a double pivot with Hayden Partain, and then we were back at a 4 2 3 1 with Blackwood up top. So, I don't, I don't if know. I'm honest, I think that was. Always always going to be because you don't play Sari. Sari is not a right back, he's a center midfielder,
1: which is so frustrating to me because we just had so much success against a team that played the exact same formation, playing five at the back. Why not just keep the team that way? Why change literally anything other than putting Cameron? Because Cameron Wassa didn't start the Portland game, he came on as a sub. Just start Cameron Wassa, put put Cameron Wassa over over somebody to start, it doesn't to me it doesn't matter just put them over somebody yeah and
0: then keep everything else yeah. the same sacramento is tight with a back like uh, you play low defensively with five guys in the back inside yeah. it's really hard to get past sacramento portland was having a really really hard time yeah getting back past a five-man sacramento defense so. And remember
1: like we have said this is a different sacramento team they are not a high possession team they are a lower possession lower passing team in the league okay. so you have to figure out how to in my opinion retain more of the ball playing three center backs allows you to retain a bit more possession yeah especially when you're on the road against a team that is so deadly at home you have to keep the ball that was in my opinion one of their biggest weaknesses in this game was they kept losing the ball put the third center back in maintain some possession progress play up the field through
0: those center backs and your full backs yeah because Allow a center I, back to push up in and in attack a little bit in the buildup, like, which we this, can which do what doing in Port- with Portland. We which have we've seen. Sounds like have so, so frustrating. To yeah. do.
1: it's so frustrating. So now moving to the New Mexico game on Wednesday. Yeah, let's I, do these really fast. I September. want to see them play five at the back, yeah. especially against such a dangerous attacking team. Yep. We didn't get to see those dangerous attacking players from New Mexico against Sacramento last time out. I, I just think you have to play five at the back. I'm not expecting uh, Formella to start. I'm not really even expecting him to come off the bench. I think he's probably no, he's similar take to Berahona. Yeah. yeah, similar yeah, to Berahona. Yeah. He's going to take maybe a little bit of time. He's got to get fit. He's got to get fit. Got to understand the system. I'm really concerned about this game on Wednesday because New Mexico is very dangerous, but they've shown that they can be leaky. I think it'll be a big boost for Sacramento if we can get the win at home yeah. going into this road game on Saturday against Oakland. Uh, sorry, against Orange County. Orange County. Do you guys have any other thoughts on New Mexico before we quickly touch on Orange County? No. Number two on my danger list. Yep, that's true. Yep,
2: they yep. are a dangerous team, and it's in a dangerous spot in our schedule. So,
1: and it's a dangerous spot in the table, like. Three points is three points from the start yep. of the season, middle of the season, end of the season. Yep. This next two weeks, I think yeah. we're going to really see the second tier of, of teams in the Western Conference separate themselves out. Yeah. We've already seen the Last top the top yeah. three teams with congestion, Phoenix yeah. and Fresno and Reno, and the congestion is going to start to thin out over these next maybe even three weeks. Yeah. Sacramento has a lot of games in these next two, three weeks. Yep. We've got to capitalize on yeah. this period. And that includes Orange County. And Orange County, guess what formation they play? Four, two, three, one. Yeah. Aiden Quinn sits in that number eight spot, is so dangerous. Just man mark him. Just man. Yeah. Literally, your only preview you need for Orange County is shut down Aiden Quinn. <laughs> man mark Aiden Quinn. Shut, put two people on him. Yeah. He's that good. <laughs> shut down Aiden Quinn. Don't let the wingers, specifically Darwin Jones on the right, be any sort of dangerous. And we're gonna be fine. Yeah, we're gonna be okay. They don't have a very good defense. That's why they keep signing old veteran guys from Major League Soccer and Mexico and all this stuff. They're so confusing. Orange County is so confusing to me. But at the same point, they're just not good this year. Yeah. They were super good the past few years, and just not good this year. Um.
0: That's all you really
1: need to know about. Yep. Man, Markham. Yeah. Just, just take out Aiden Quinn.
0: Put in a Trey Quartista. An anti-ten or whatever they call him. Put in a tank. You know, I don't care what you. You know do. who who matches that description? Hayden Partain.
1: Yeah, he might. I mean, I I, I want to draw the comparison to when Manchester United, and this might be a bit deep, yes. played uh, Chelsea when um, the previous manager for United was there. Uh Why can't you, Mourinho? Can I? Mourinho. Hmm. They literally put. Um, a man on Eden Hazard the entire game. Scott McTominay. No. Yeah. It, it was the other guy. Uh, the guy who went to PSG? Yes. Oh. Ander um, Herrera. Andrew Herrera. They just put Andrew Herrera on him the whole game and said, we don't care where he goes, stick him on him. Yeah. Do that exact same thing, yeah, Aiden yeah, Quinn, yeah. and we're going to be successful this time. You guys have anything yeah. else? Anything oh, I, have
0: one thing, I have one about. more thing. Yeah. I have one thing that's significant for the New Mexico game. So Kay. they're coming off of a deep, deep, deep run in the U.S. Open Cup. Yes. In which they came to a glorious end in a ball of flames and a six-one defeat to Minnesota United, who asleep, are on fire right now. Who are on fire. Yep. and they also drew against one-one against Cardiff in a friendly, which I'm assuming they had to play some decent players in order to like you know get the crowd out and right. excited about playing right. them. They're coming off a loss to Fresno. I think they're like this is I think there's an opportunity here for Sacramento to capitalize on a tired, weary, mentally fatigued team, um, and get it in a way at home. Midweek. Crucial. So I I think New Mexico won't be full strength here. Yeah. I think they'll be tired. They might start their starters, but they're not gonna be as sharp as we saw them right early on in the season.
1: Right. And on that same note, there are there's one other game that's important on Wednesday. Orange County host Reno. Oh, so they they also so have midweek. Game. If you're keeping track of games, like we tell you to keep track of games. If you can at all catch Orange County versus Reno, it's at 1 p.m., which is an odd start time on a Wednesday. It is, yeah. If you can catch really? any amount of that game, you're going to be more informed going into the Orange County game on Saturday. They also are, they're going to have to rotate players just like we are, yeah. so we might see some rotated squads for both of these games. Do you guys have any other thoughts before we wrap up the show for today? There's a lot of transfer talk. I'm thought out. I'm thought out too. Yeah, I'm I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Yeah, we're gonna eat some some food. So, Mm. all right, let's end the show. Well, as always, glory, glory, Sacramento. Sacramento.